Hey ladies, you know what time it is. It's breakthrough time and I am here to bring you messages of personal stories, exclusive one-on-one interviews with industry professionals, female leaders, entrepreneurs. If you're ready to break through every obstacle, overcome self-doubt, increase confidence, develop a positive mindset, hit subscribe and let's break through together. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it's good to see you. Sherry Ennis was like, Ken, you've got to have Tori <laughs> on your Instagram live. And I love like, it. I'm like, dude, if she's a friend of yours, she's a friend of mine. That's so awesome. Listen, yeah, so, Sherry's great. Yeah, so thanks for connecting with us today. Hey, take a couple minutes and tell people a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and kind of your background and, and kind of what's going on today. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a women's empowerment speaker and mindset and confidence coach. I was a former Miss Missouri USA. I went on and competed at Miss USA 2018. So a couple years ago, it seems like just yesterday though. And, um, and yeah, now I turned that experience. It was an eight year journey before I won and competed at Miss USA. And that experience I took and I used as a stepping stone. I didn't place when I went to Miss USA. Mm -hmm. And so I used it as a stepping stone and launched um, and created my company Highlights and Heels. And that is where I'm now a women's empowerment speaker and mindset and confidence coach. So that's a brief little background of, of my journey, kind of where I, where I came from. So Love it. Hey, let's talk a little bit to our audience because we got tons of ladies. As you know, awesome. um, women get about 80% of the work done. Guys get about 20% of the work done. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so my background, I pastored for about 12 out of the past 25 years. And oh, then the, cool. other, the other half of that 25 years, I was a mortgage broker, and now I'm a real estate broker now in Georgia and Alabama. And if I'm right, about 80 or 90% of all of our great leaders in our church were women. Um, in, my, in my mortgage company, my lead was, both of my leads in two offices were both women. Um, mm -hmm. The people who really drive um, my real estate company, my coaching company, um, our Grow Stack Drive brand, they're all women. <laughs> um, so talk to me real quick about some of the lessons you, you're, you're a women's empowerment speaker. Talk to me real quick about some of the lessons you've learned in competing. Cause you said it was years before you finally won. Talk to me about that message for women and, and, and some of the, get those lessons into women's lives today. Yeah, so just a little bit more background about pageantry of, of how I even created Highlights and Heels was I started competing um, in Miss Iowa. I'm originally from Iowa, moved to Missouri after college, but I competed twice in Iowa and placed as a semifinalist. And then I was just kind of doing it because I grew up playing sports and Come I on. was so competitive and I just had that, you know, competitive juices in me. I'm like, I got to do something competitive once I got to college. And so I started pageantry. And little did I know what I was in for, you know, like two-a-days, chicken and broccoli, all this fun stuff that comes along with pageantry and a ton of training. And so I moved to Missouri um, after I graduated from the University of Iowa. And when I moved there, I finally had this like aha moment where I, I definitely wanted to do something like that had purpose and meaning behind it. And my sales position wasn't doing that for me. It wasn't fulfilling that aspect. And I was like, well, pageantry, like this is, I could make a huge impact on people's lives if I continue to do pageantry and think of if I actually won. And I finally got serious. I hired so many coaches, 22 coaches in the past 10 years, wow. might I add, which is absolutely mind boggling when I, when I narrowed that down and thought about it. But yeah, 22 coaches. And so, um, so yeah, I, I play semifinalist again. And then the next year after that, 
um, competing in Miss Missouri. I was semi or second runner up, and then first runner up the next year. And that year that I placed first runner up was the like game changer for me because that was the year I I quit my sales position and I decided to move to Los Angeles temporarily and Airbnb hop. And that, and I just wanted to step outside my comfort zone. And it was so far outside my comfort zone. You know, I've traveled the whole country and in an RV. So I've, I've been around many cultures, but it was still very far outside my comfort zone for a small town. Hey, LA is its own game, especially from the Iowa. It is. It's a whole new ball game. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just stepped outside my comfort zone and pursued sports reporting and, you know, did professional modeling when I was out there as well. And then I, you know, I came back. I learned so much about myself that year when I stepped outside of my comfort zone. And I came back to Missouri after I lived in about three different Airbnbs out in LA and competed in one. And that year um, I, I hired the best mindset coaches and because I had already had, like I'd already competed five times prior to that. And I'd already had all the runway training, all the interview training, all of that stuff, you know, to get my performance up. I had the best gowns, I had the best spray tan going on, you know, hair and makeup, I, I did the whole, the whole thing. And then I was like, why am I not winning? And then the second that I focused on my mindset and my confidence, and just narrowed in on that and stepped outside my comfort zone, those were the time that was the time that I won. And right there, it just like, it did something inside me where it was like, wow, like, I want to be that coach. I want to be that mentor now for girls who have struggled, you know, whether it doesn't have to be with pageantry, but just with anything, you know, there's so many doubts and comparison issues that come along with, um, with pageantry, because it's, kind of an individual sport. I always compare it to sports because that's my background. So what's, what's, what's your sport, Tori? What'd you play growing up? What was your favorite? Basketball. Basketball. So you were a hooper. You were a hooper. I was a hooper. I, I, Three I, points I, all day. I, I love playing ball. I referee college basketball on the women's side. So really? I actually, yeah, so I re- actually referee women's college basketball and have been doing that for about 25 years. So I love the game. I still play from time to time. So talk to me real quick about I, – I love it when I get to interview people who are – who are hoop heads who like love the yeah. game and, and breathe the game. And so I still play at 51 years old. All the guys, all my buddies I play with are oh, Davey Pollock from ESPN's college game days, a real good friend of mine. Davey's got a, he's got a gym at his house. So we play there. My buddy Mark played at Duke. His brother played at Tech. So oh, we all fun. get together. So talk to me real quick about the, um, talk to me about the comparisons between and some of the lessons you learned. Cause what I heard you say just a minute ago was, I didn't, I didn't place, or I didn't make it in the final contestants. Talk to me about the, about the correlation between being an athlete and getting your butt kicked and coming back and, and walking on that, on that pageantry stage and some of the lessons and how those were, were similar. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so many similarities. It's, it's crazy. It's almost scary how similar it really is. Um, You know, pageantry is just a little bit more glamorous (laughs) than basketball is. Um, But you know, I, my, I always have to give it to my faith and my family and my perseverance. Like those are the three things in my life that I based everything off of. And when it came to sports, you know, I was, I've been very blessed with two parents that said, you're never giving up. And, you know, if I didn't have that in my ear, like, you know, when times got tough, you know, they kept saying, you're not giving up. You're not quitting. You're not quitting. Let's go out to the gym. Let's shoot some hoops at 6am before class starts. And we're going to be the best three point shooter. And it was always kind of like a, we, you know, it's a team. And, um, and so we just, it was, we, my, my dad and my brother and I specifically, we, we went out to our gym and we shot hoops before school, literally at 6 a.m. Until on. I had older a 98%. Brother, older brother, younger brother. Older, older. Yeah, two years older. So, 
so that kind of toughened me up a little bit too. You yeah. know, I played with him and his buddies and they never cut me any slack. They would stuff me every time I tried to Come shoot on. in front of them. Yeah. And so, you know, but that made me tough and that made me realize like, Hey, you're not always going to win. And so, um, so yeah, with basketball, I mean, there were times, you know, you, you lose time and time again. Um, I was definitely not the best one on the team by any means. Uh, my family and I traveled every summer in our RV around the country um, in July. And so a lot of times I missed a whole month and a lot of times, a lot of June too, of training in the off season. But what really, you know, got me to the level I was at basketball was that my, we would always make sure we would camp. My mom would always pick a campground that had a basketball hoop. And every single morning before we'd go, you know, explore the city we were at, we would always go out there, my brother and I, and do our, our drills, do our killers, do our, you know, number of Come shots we Come needed on. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just making it work. It was like, yeah, we weren't there. And, you know, we got a lot of crap for it from some of our teammates where it's like, hey, why are you starting this game when I was here all summer practicing? It's like, I was, I was practicing. I, I was, was in different cities. I was on the road practicing. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't mean you always have to do the work in front of people. It's what you do on the back end that really, you know, shows. And so, so that perseverance and my parents supporting us 100%, you know, in, in sports and telling us we could do anything we want, just put in the work. And so that, that transitioned into pageantry where, you know, I wasn't freaking giving up. Like, you could not tell me that I was going to lose. Like, you were not going to tell me that I was not going to be on the Miss USA stage someday because I, I finally got that, you know, when you have that competitive background and then you find the purpose and the why behind why you're actually competing, yes. not just to win, it's to, like, help others then, I mean, that's a crazy duo. And that's what, you know, every one of us stepped on the Miss USA stage. That's from that background. Yeah. Hey, and you would be surprised how many people at Miss USA were actually athletes in high school. Yeah. Most yeah. of them oh, were. What the competitive nature. And, and that's one thing I'd love for you to speak real quick. We started this, we started our whole Instagram live because a live event that we were doing in Atlanta with Davey and some other guys, um, we were doing a live event and it got kicked down the road. And I was like, how can we add value to people now? Like, what can yeah. we do? So we started Instagram Live at noon, and we've had some phenomenal guests on like you that are just adding value to people. Um, talk to me about not winning, um, you know, losing games. Um, you said, you said, you said tons of training, and I didn't place were a couple words I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about those, about those letdowns or those moments where you didn't win and how those fueled you walking through this last six weeks and maybe what they might have experienced due to this pandemic, how they can let that fuel them as well. Yes. It, you know, my favorite saying is every no is one step closer to your yes. Come and on. I live by that saying. I live by it. And when I get a no, I'm like, thank you, out of the way, onto my yes. You know, I could get 10, 10 no's after that. But every single one is just one step closer to your yes. And, you know, you don't reach success without failing multiple, multiple times. And, you know, it's not, it's not even failing or losing. You learn something every single time. And a big, a big thing is whether it's sports or pageantry or career or even, you know, through this pandemic um, and going, you know, into this next new normal that everybody's calling it, it's important to have extremely good habits. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I preach about all the time is you'll see on my Instagram, you know, almost every day I'll post a scripture. I write my gratitudes. I write my I am goal statements as if, you know, I write down goals that yep. um, haven't happened yet, but yep. I write them as if they already have. And so just getting these habits in place. And I think right now, you know, as we're some states are starting to open up, it's really important to, you know, take time and just look back at the habits that you've created during this time, good, good or bad. 
and, you know, take those and use them as fuel. You know, if they're bad, they're like, all right, I'm done with that habit. Cut it off today. It doesn't need to be tomorrow. Cut it off today and then move forward. And I think just, you know, saying, see you later to that, kind of like yeah. another no, like you're yeah. not coming into my life. That's not who I am. And I'm going on to my next yes. So just hey, keeping the future outlook. Yeah, talk to me about, because I've, I've obviously, since we got connected a few weeks ago with you, told me about you. I've been, you know, following you on Instagram and looking at your stuff. I, I love your, you know, you've got your Bible open, you're reading scripture. Um, you're talking about your, um, your gratitude time. Talk about, number one, why that's important to you. And number two, like connect the dots and let our people know, like, exactly what does that look like for you? How much time are you doing that in the morning? Is it an everyday thing? Go, go ahead and share on that. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm all about positivity, right? Like, that is my thing, everything positivity. But do I wake up some mornings that I'm not positive or I feel a little bit, you know, down or bored almost during this quarantine time, which I don't know how I could ever feel bored because I have 900 million things going on for my business. But, you know, you can sometimes wake up and just kind of be in that rut. And so that's where gratitude really comes in for me. And it it centers me and it focuses um, on what's really, truly important in life and so, so yeah, every single morning I, I wake up, I grab my coffee, I open my scriptures. I have four, no, three scripture books right now, um, devotionals. And then I have my, my journal, my, my gratitude book and my I am statement book. So yeah, every single morning I spend about an hour to an hour and a half on it every single day. Yeah. Talk and to me about just, your, grati- your gratitude book. It, it, mm-hmm. Explain to me exactly what that looks like. How much time do you spend? What are you writing down? So our people at home know kind of, oh, just kind of, kind of, I, I tell people all the time, put cookies on the bottom shelf for me. So yeah. I can explain it where it's super easy for me. Perfect. So every, there's a, um, a journal. It's actually by Rachel Hollis. And it's, uh, it has five gratitude slots on the top. And then there's 10 um, goal statement areas on the bottom of it. And you can just, you don't have to have a, the journal. You can just write on a piece of paper. But every single morning, five, I write down five different things that I'm grateful for. And what I focus on is even the smallest, smallest things. Like it's not, you know, something massive. Like I'm grateful for my, my job, you know, yeah, something what, what so you, broad. What have you written down this week? What are some things you've written down this week? Um, so for instance, um, I actually, I've been staying with my parents a lot of the time during this quarantine. So I'm not, you know, stuck by myself for buku months, right. um, in my apartment with everything closed. And so, you know, when you're not used to living with your parents, <laughs> there's certain times where you get a little bit like anxious or like you do things differently than you did when you were growing up with them. And so I'm like, okay, this is silly to get anxious about it. So I write down just like, I am grateful for my parents. Like, I am grateful for the time I get to spend with them. Um, I even write down in the morning, like, I am grateful for coffee. Like, just the littlest things. Or I am grateful for this pen to be able to write. Or I'm grateful for the washer to wash my clothes. Like, literally, it sounds so ridiculous. But when you when you break things down and you you realize that saying, like, the washer or the pen or the coffee or your parents, you become more patient with everything. And you also realize that when you walk by those things, or you do little things, you just, you appreciate it. Like not everybody has the luxury of, of some of these things in life, you know, and some people are wanting right now, if you're one of those people and you're, you know, wanting to go see your family and you're wondering why I get, you know, anxious sometimes being around my parents when I'm older and not used to living right. with them. Like it's a blessing that I get to be around them right now. Yeah. It's a blessing because there's some people that, you know, want to see their families and they can't. Yeah. So just it just really really puts life into perspective and um 
I love I love what you said. Uh, I watched reading the post the other day. You were just talking about gratitude and how it, it shifts your mindset. Mm-hmm. And literally every single day prepares you for. Because even to, people ask me all the time, Ken, why are you so positive? Why are you always in a good mood? Yeah. I'm like, well, crap, sometimes I ain't. Like, right. sometimes, sometimes I have to tell myself, hey, you're going to be in a good mood today. You're, you know, yeah. you're going to be in, in, in those in those disciplines of gratitude and, and, and quiet time. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to necessarily be a Christ follower or have that type of faith, but take time mm-hmm. for you. Like, what does yes. the time for you look like? And I appreciate you sharing that. One of the things you said earlier that I, that I really, really liked, you talked about habits. You talked about 22 coaches in 10 years of doing, of doing pageantry. But then the next level of 22 coaches in 10 years before you won, and then you said, then I got serious and I hired the best. Mm-hmm. Talk about the need for people to have coaches in their lives. It's huge. I, I literally can't, I can't tell you enough. It's so important because you have to surround yourself with people who are at the next level than you, who've already been in your shoes before. I mean, a lot of my pageant coaches were former Miss USA's and I hired them because they'd already been to Miss USA and they had actually won Miss USA. And that was my ultimate goal. And granted, that didn't happen, but it still prepped me for times after pageantry. Um, But the importance of mentors and coaches is just they guide you. They teach you. You don't have to do it alone. Um, And we all have doubts. We all have questions, whether it's, you know, with your health, you want a health coach or a career coach, life coach, whatever it is. And just to have somebody that's the next step um, Mm -hmm. or a few steps above you um, or ahead of you. I shouldn't even say above you, but just ahead of you in, in, in the journey. Um, it's so, so important. Like it, it would, I would have never had my company right now if I didn't have that. Um, if I didn't have all those coaches and those mentors throughout all the years. And I ended up hiring, um, a Tony Robbins coach and that was just the game changer, you know, before, like during, um, creating my company right at the beginning. And, you know, it was just all all mindset, right? All mindset, all confidence. And it made me as an entrepreneur, I always have a lot of things going on. In my mind, you know, I want to implement so many different things. And so having a coach and having a mentor really helps you align your vision. So you're not so scattered brain. So, you know, you have the right tools in order to get where you want to go quicker. Yeah, it's focused. I share with my one-on-one clients and even our group coaching, my Grow Stack Drive coaching group, three words. Actually, that's what we're talking about tonight. It's funny because you're talking and I'm like, does she have access to my Google Docs? Has she been reading my notes for tonight? Um, Maybe. Three core values. Three core values are focus, passion, and intentionality. Um, mm-hmm. Focus, passion, and intentionality. Like those three words every single day are words that we that we live off of. Those are things that we, every single day, I'm looking. Am I passionately attacking my day? Am I focused on where every minute goes? And am I intentional with everything that I say? What, yes. what comes out of my mouth? How am I spending my time? How am I looking at my goals? I say this all the time to people. You said it. I write my goals down twice a day, um, every morning, every evening, and then anytime we have a setback. Um, and I love what you said earlier about 22 coaches in 10 years. I got close, like I was close, and then I hired the best. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about not winning. And the sense of I'm almost there. And I know you've been watching. I'm sure you've been watching Jordan's last dance. And I so, have it. Oh, my gosh, girl. Like, <laughs> I need to. Work. Like, so I grew up I grew up in Pontiac, Michigan. I was born in Detroit. I was a Pistons fan. I grew up six blocks from Silverdome. I hated Jordan. I was, I was Isaiah Thomas was my favorite player. The pit, bad boys, Pistons, that was my team. And so I hated him. But I'm watching these, this series about Jordan, and I'm like, oh, but this guy wouldn't stop. 
Like mm-hmm. he was, he, he would not be denied. Talk about um, about being on the stage and not winning and then getting close and then walking off. And you said this, I hired the best. Like mm-hmm. talk to me about that process in your mind and how you got there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to beat her on the bush. You know, losing sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. It. It, it stinks. I, mean, I, don't let, I, was... I don't let my kids beat me at anything. No, and that's good. It. And they're yeah. going to be winners because of that, for that sure. Works. And But, yeah, when I played first runner-up, runner it was painful. Like, so painful. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, play cool here, like, and say it was all fine and dandy. No, it, it was hard. But um, but when you when you get a taste of winning, you don't want to quit. And so, yes. um, what was your specific question, though, Ken, about, about, about winning and hiring? you stepped off and you were first runner-up, you said, I hired the best coaches I could hire. Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't hire a coach. I said, who's going to help me get to I, – I don't want to be first runner-up. I don't want to be in the final three or the final four. I want to win. And then you hired the best coach. To, what changed in the thought process for you from just hiring a coach to hiring the best coach? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely – I had to analyze. So after every year that I didn't win, I had to reanalyze, you know, who were my coaches, what what level. Like, I had to look at their mindset because I started – I really started diving deep into personal growth, like really deep into it um, in personal development. I absolutely loved it. And so I had to I had to look at my coach and say, okay, do they – are they pushing me to win or are they just pushing me to, like, do well? And it, I don't want somebody who's going to, and I'm the same way as a coach now, like I'm not going to let my clients settle for second place. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to win if they're going to work with me. And I'm not going to be easy on them either because I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't played easy on. Like my coaches, they, they shot me straight. Right. They told me exactly what I need to do. And, you know, I had to find coaches that were winners, that wanted to win and that wanted to go to the next level. And they wouldn't accept no for an answer. And that, that was my biggest thing is just reanalyzing who was in, who was in my circle as coaches. And then, you know, saying, you know, I love you as a friend. I love you as a coach. You, you've got me to this point, but like, it's time to step up and go to the next level. And, and that's what I take even now as a, as an entrepreneur is, you know, I've been talking a lot um, with Elena Cardone and the 10X team and everybody. And I will tell you one thing, like I hadn't even heard of Grant in, in 2019. I started following him in 2020. And so like the whole 10X team has really taken my mindset even to the next level, which I didn't even think I could dream bigger, but I 10X it real quick in all my goals. And so, you know, it's not just, it's in your growing process. You're going to continue to have to level up and level up your, your coaches and mentors and find somebody that, you know, not every coach is for, for you, you know, like it's, you have to find somebody who matches your intensity and your energy and um and I just yeah I strive I strive for the best. <laughs> one of the things one of the things I say a lot is get in rooms with people who think bigger than you. Yes. Get in rooms That's with people huge. who think bigger than you. Brandon Dawson had Tim Grover on last night, who was Jordan's trainers, Kobe's trainer. I mean, world class, so awesome. elite, the best. And that's what he mm-hmm. talked about last night was, listen, if you want to be the best, you've got to get around the best. I had a. I didn't know who Grant was six months ago. Never heard of him in October. Literally never heard of him. Crazy. From seeing an Instagram ad to the next week I was on a webinar on Saturday to getting the mentorship two days later to three days later being in Miami at 10X Bootcamp to then watching my business grow 600%, becoming a Cardone licensee, 
scaling my real estate team or scaling my real estate company to a team, starting my one-on-one coaching business, starting the grow stack drive business business that I have now. I've got 34 people in my online coaching group. Tonight's our second week to just w- literally watching all of this up. I mean, literally 10 X. Yeah. So, so I love the, I love the, your, your comment of hired the best and every no is one step closer to my. Yes. Yeah. Um, as, as we wrap up, we've got a couple minutes. Um, can we drill down on that a little bit? Every no is one step closer to my yes. Because a lot of us, even me, and I know you said this, Mingo, a lot of us, when we hear no, it just, it can be a little deflating. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to me about where in the mindset part of you, what was the click for you where every no is just one step closer to my yes? It goes back to my habits. It really does. I mean, you have to, you know, it's fine. Like if you get a no and you're, you're bummed out for a second, it's all right. Let, like be bummed out for a second. That's fine. It's okay. We're human, but it's how you rebound and get back up. And, you know, like I said, with Miss USA, I didn't place. And I worked for this goal for literally eight years. I competed six times, but I trained for eight years total and, you know, spent thousands on thousands of dollars in coaches too. And so I was ready to win the dang thing. I mean, I went in there, I had the time of my life. It was so much fun, but I was there to win too. And I wasn't messing around. Like I'm a competitor, right? And I didn't even place. And so that stung for a second because it's like, wow, like, not to not even place after putting that much time and that much effort, that much money into this dream. Um, it was just baffling to me why I didn't even get top 15. Um, I didn't have to win the whole thing. It was just, you know, and so, but so I was, I was pretty bummed for a little bit for a few days. And then I was like, this is the best opportunity, like to create my business. And so as long as you have that mindset, you just have to train yourself and practice every time that you get to know, you have to have to train yourself to say, all right, this is fine. This Hello. sucks. This is a bummer. But let's get back up. And you have to ask yourself every time, like, how can I use this as a stepping stone to my next success? And how can I break through this challenge? How can I break through this no and get on the other side and prosper from it instead of get set back? I love it. Hey, how can, how can people get in touch with you, Tori? Where are you at? What's the website address? Obviously, here on Instagram is easy. But, but how can, what's the easiest way for them to connect with you? Yeah, so Instagram is probably the easiest, the DMs, at Miss Tori Cruz. Um, and then my website is highlightsandheels.com, and that's highlights, the letter N, heels.com. Um, and then shoot me an email, info at highlightsandheels.com. I'm happy, you know, to talk to you guys. And any ladies listening, I actually host a free ladies networking event every single Tuesday night um, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So I'd be happy to talk to any of you and I'm always here to help. So feel free to shoot me a message. Hey, thanks for adding a boatload of, uh, of, of value today. I, I will walk away. Every no is one step closer to yes. Like, I love it. I got I, tons of training. I didn't place. I, I t- 10 coach, 22 coaches in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I'm like, I hired the best. Like I yes. had to hire the best to be able to achieve my dream. Hey, thank you so much for um, your time today. Thank you for just ad- adding a boatload of value to our Grow Stack, Stack Drive community. And um, I'm doing some, um, we've got some big things coming down horizons. We're doing a virtual summit in a couple weeks. Um, awesome. Tim Story, um, Grant, Brandon Dawson, um, 
Garen Jones, Anthony Truck, some buddies of mine. I would absolutely love the next time we schedule one. We're gonna do it once a month. Um, I'd yes. absolutely love to have you on that on that on that stage with us. That'd awesome! Be I would I would love to. I'd be honored. You, you would you absolutely. Would, you would crush it. Well, listen. Have it. Have a blessed day. Hey guys, again, thank you for being a part of today. If this has added value, which I know it has, click that little paper airplane um, logo on the bottom. Share this with your family and friends. And we will see you tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Tori, thank you, sweetheart. Ha have thank a you. blessed, blessed day, girl. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me on. It's great You're welcome. You. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to It's Breakthrough Time podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends on social media, subscribe, and review on iTunes. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable.